So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 Yep. That's how we do it. Very deeply. Yeah. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. What do you guys think about that? I can relate. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. That's what's up. I'm kind of rational. That's what's up, people. To attack one. <laughs> they got to lead a crew. <laughs> and diss you. That's what's Aww, up, people. Why'd you point at him? Hold on, hold on. I'm just, I'm just bringing it in for the people. Thank I've you been I've been for tuning in to another episode of American Riddle. I'm sitting in front of Miriam Tazi. What's up, Malcolm Riddle? You know how we do it here. We're unorganized, unprepared, ill-prepared. They don't know that. But we're getting it together. <laughs> we're, 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 we're live, we're on air, and we're bringing it to you. And I got my main man, Brandon Alter, in the house. What's up, son? It's been a minute. What's happening? So yeah, bring it in with a little KRS-One today. And uh, yeah, thanks you guys for tuning in for another episode of American Riddle. Right off the bat, you know what I mean, we have a director, filmmaker calling in to the show. That's right. Uh, Randy Holloway. I met him uh, when I was in Detroit. And uh, young young filmmaker, got his stuff together, got a chance to watch him uh, film uh, Mason Pryor, you know, the son of uh, Richard Pryor. And uh, they were doing a, a comedy I don't know. I guess it was a comedy film. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but we're going to get down to the nitty gritty and see, uh, you know, see what. Uh, let me turn this down a little bit. See what he has. I hate turning off KRS. <laughs> Seeing what he has to say about uh, filming and filmmaking in the Detroit scene, because a lot of films are being being shot up there these days. I mean, they just. I think they just wrapped uh, the the what was it, the Superman Batman film uh, in Detroit, right, Brandon? Yep, uh, I believe a good chunk of it was filmed around there. I, th- I think they're using it as Gotham. Get that mic positioned yeah. a little oh. closer to you. Was that you, a little you can light? Pull it. Is that too light? Yeah, you can pull it close. There you All go. Right. All right, buddy. Oh, I don't want to miss a word with you on the MIC. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know a lot of films. I think The Purge, I think that was filmed up there as well. I don't know if you saw that, but that was I pretty I did not see that, no. Ethan Hawke. You know, you know how I feel about Ethan Hawke. I'm like iffy on him. So. You're iffy on him? I'm a little iffy. Really? Because when he's not doing link letter movies, he's doing weird vampire movies or something. And for those of you tuning in who don't know Brandon and my history with Brandon, we go way, way, way back. You know what I mean? Not, not, not the streets. Yeah, not the streets of Flint, Michigan. <laughs> not that way. But at all. Uh, maybe the suburbs of Washington D.C. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a real hero to the weirdos. You know what I mean? We have, we have, and well, so am I. Yeah, you pride. Just, that your, your title. <laughs> that is that is my title. That is my title. Yeah, Austin tells you to keep it weird. I am weird. Let's get it? But uh, yeah, we got whatever. a new segment. We're gonna <laughs> we have a new segment. We're gonna debut today uh, called King of the Nerds, and we'll get into that uh, a <laughs> little later. A little later in the program. But yeah, so let's, fitting. Let us cut and let's. Uh, it's funny, let's, Miriam is real funny. Let's get let's get Randy uh, on the phone because I know uh, he's got a lot of stuff to do up in, in in Motown. You know what I mean? The D. You know what I mean? <laughs> the so D. Yeah, let's let's get him on the blower. Randy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear us? Okay, yeah, I hear you. That's what's up. So on the phone, I have Randy Holloway. I also, Randy, have uh, my co-hostess, or host, Miriam Tazi. Hi, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. All right. And I also have uh, uh, a frequent guest of the of the podcast, Brandon Alter. He's joining us as well. Hey, man. Excited to okay. talk to you. All right. So, How you doing, Brandon? What's up? So, yeah, Randy, I, um, I, I was just telling them at the, op- at the opening of the show that I met you just briefly while you were in production in Detroit when I was, when I was up there for New Year's. And um, I was talking about, uh, uh, you know, you were filming with Mason Pryor, and it was a, I believe it was a movie, uh, uh, you know, part yeah. of a movie. Why don't you uh, just give us a little little background of what you were filming and a little background about yourself? Okay. Um, let me, I, I'll start with myself first yeah. and uh, kind of get that out the way. Uh, again, my name is Randy Holloway. I am a producer, director, uh, film and television. I've uh, been in the industry for roughly... 20 years now, uh, whether that was writing, uh, entertainment writer, uh, magazines, newspapers, I've worked for Columbia Pictures, um, American Idol, Fox. I've done a lot of, lot of big name things. And, uh, more recently I ventured out and, uh, formed my own production company and, uh, here in Detroit and have been just building it to, to become a major player. It's not in Hollywood, but definitely here in the Midwest become a major player in the entertainment industry. So producing different uh, content, web, television, and film, and uh, been having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, that's it in a nutshell. I could give you a, another version, but it would probably take the whole show plus 10 more. So I'll just stop it right there. Do you, uh, uh, do you mainly film in the Detroit area or Midwest? Uh, film. I filmed, I filmed all over. Yeah. But I'm primarily setting up the shop here in Detroit. Area, That's what's up. I'm especially not... with uh, the revitalization of Detroit, what's been going on. Yeah, so no. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing what's happening and just trying to make sure I'm a part of it. Yeah, that's what's so, up. I, I like that, and that's that's one of the things I sensed. Um, you're from? De- are you from Michigan, Detroit? Yeah, from Detroit, born and born and bred. Yeah, because like I like I said when I set the show up, I, I mean it was just brief. We just met for a minute. I think you mm-hmm. you, you probably know my old man, right? Yeah, yes. definitely. Your, your, your father was like a, he was like a mentor to me when uh-huh. I first got into this. Uh, man, that was long. That was back in like yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. And uh, your father was just very helpful. I had a chance to go out with him, uh, really, you know, get involved with the community and uh, meet a lot of people. I, you know, with him, I met Al Sharpton and you know folks in the FBI and Reverend Sheffield. We was all running together yeah. uh, back then, the B Gas campaign. So. But your father always had words of wisdom that I still live by the day, man. I really appreciate uh, the, just the words he gave me, you know, back then as a, as a youngster. Yeah, I, I figured. You guys seem like you knew mine. And for the, those of you listening, my father is Sam Riddle um, from, yeah. uh, for, you know, born, made, you know, the whole nine in, in the D. You know, he's uh, he's quite the celebrity. It's hard going to a grocery store with my old man because he, he seems to uh, generate a little bit of excitement in the area. And uh, and yeah no so back to what we were talking about the the uh, the production you were doing I, I knew Mason just from our uh, we we we've connected a few times on social media but he did the he did the podcast uh, uh, several episodes back and uh, I you know it just kind of worked out that I was going to Detroit and I told him I'd, I'd uh, stop by and and say hello and what better way for me personally as a fan of film television and just production overall to uh you know bring in the new year with you and your team because uh yeah it was quite 
it's quite the production. Uh, you seemed very well organized, and I really liked the, the GoPro cameras and the way you set the, uh, you know, set set up the uh, production. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's just you know that really comes with experience, man. And that's one of the uh, talks I just had with the team uh, at our meeting last week. Just how far we've come, and really a, a short period of time. Because like I said, the whole production company aspect. I really just started doing this a few years ago, maybe four, four and a half years ago. So uh, to get where we are now, uh, especially not to be in Hollywood, to get a deal where we get theatrical distribution for a movie that doesn't have any A-listers in it, you know, that's a pretty big deal, man. So, you know, we've come a long way from really me running around with uh, lights on my back and two cameras in my hand and, you know, trying to get things done to really now having a, a full-fledged production, 40, 50 to 100 people just depending on what we're doing, you know, uh, at one time. So uh, we're very excited about it, man, and just, you know, grateful and humble just to have the opportunities that that we've been having. So, yeah. What's yeah, the what, what's the name of the film, what, what, if you can tell us a little uh, bit about it? The film is Like Fathers, Like Sons, The Next Generation. Uh, it is a comedy concert film uh, mixed in with skit. It's a, so it's really a story within a story where we filmed additional scenes where it'd be a break, you know, breaking out kind of like in the vein of how The Simpsons was on Tracy Ullman, how you had a Tracy Ullman show, but The Simpsons would come in and break it, break it up every now and then. You follow the story of The Simpsons to the end of the show and steal the Tracy Ullman show at the same time. So we got the comedy concert portion, then we got a separate, almost like short film within that one uh, as well. So uh, something, something that we uh, think are, is going to resonate with their crowd, you know, that demographic we're going after, that college-age crowd, um, you know, that, that appreciate movies like this. And uh, we actually just did a viewing session um, two nights ago, and everybody was on the floor laughing. So we, uh, we're we excited. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely excited. But Like Fathers, Like Sons, The Next Generation, starring, you know, obviously Mason Pryor, son of Richard Pryor, and Ian Winans, the son of Carmen Winans from... You know, the first family gospel, the wine. So. Yeah, and they they seem to have a, a a very good chemistry on stage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, for for that, you know, we we met us on the set of the movie. We had just filmed a pilot for a sitcom starring both of them. Uh, that we have a first look with BET, and that's in post production right now. The name of that sitcom is I Ain't Singing, and it's really Ian Weiner's vehicle. Uh, because obviously we don't have a whiner's name. He's trying to be a comedian, but everybody wants him to sing. This is, you know, based off real life and based off some of his comedy, too. But uh, the chemistry on that is just, for as good as it is in his movie, when you see that, that sitcom, it's, it's really like, you know that, that we have superstars, you know, on our hands. So, the, yeah, the chemistry is just off the charts with both of them. And, they, you know, they're friends, man, and I think that's important because, you know, you, you get a lot of times in, in movies where people are just working together, and they might respect each other, but they don't really know know each other, so they really just go on with what's there, like what's in the script and what their professionalism might call for them to do. But to actually be, like, best friends and really know each other, so if one is might say something that nobody else doesn't know what they're talking about, but the other one could pick up on it and fill it in, and then everybody gets the joke instantly. So uh, it's it's just exciting, man. They are they are a great duo, duo, and uh, we're looking forward to doing a lot of projects with them together. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 
you're, you're a fan of film just like they had, you know, Dean Crosby, Dean Martin, Roll, Roll Trip movies back in the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We want to try and build something like that with these guys, and uh, I think we're on our way with the project that we have already. Definitely. Just just as a fan of uh, of comedy in itself, that's one of the mm-hmm. things that I picked up, like a Martin and Lewis style, the way they would uh, yeah. bounce stuff off each other. They would insult each other. They would, you know, pick a fight with yep. each other. And, and uh, yeah, I, I really appreciated uh, uh, that coming back. I've talked to a lot of comedians over over time and you know it's it's kind of an area where it's 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 disappeared where you had the yeah. the, the uh, you know it's more, you know, a solo world these days where it's all about the individual, but it's good to see a, an ensemble or a team actually on stage uh, whether it's two or in your case you had a, a you know quite the quite the group of of comedians and dancers and uh, yeah. producers. How yeah, did- definitely having everybody come together, man. It's just, it's been a great feeling. And, you know, here in Detroit, it's just always been a success, man. And it's just nothing, you know, there's no one to really point a finger at, but the collabor- collaboration has is, is never been the easiest here. Because everybody here has that spirit of, you know, glad they're just working hard. And everybody believes, you know, it's still the the essence of Motown still here and, and, you know, Barry Gordy's name, you hear it a lot, just how he was able to build something off a dream. And so that's really been the thing here. So trying to get people to really work together is kind of difficult because everybody has their own dreams and it's never really been anyone to say how to make all those dreams work together. But I think the one benefit that we have, definitely as a production company and a, when we say family, the RK family, is that everyone knows their lane, Everyone has their dreams, and everyone understands that we can all get to our dreams by working together. We don't have to be individuals fighting against each other, trying to get to the same place. Let's just get to the same place, and when we get to that place, your dream will be realized, your dream will be realized, like Oprah said. You got a dream, you got a dream, you got a dream, you know, it it works. (laughs) So we're blessed and and, and grateful just just for that aspect of it. So, you know, definitely on on that, that. Working together, family thing. That's a big, it's a, it's a big deal with us. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now, now, how did you, how did you hook up with everyone? You know, on your, uh, on your team right now. Um, it's funny, man, because we just had a conversation. You know, because again, like sometimes it's not always roses, right? But um, you know, sometimes the, the, the light shines brighter on others than some. And, you know, you, you really have to get people to that point where they understand what the what the goal is, what the mission is. Yeah. And one guy stood up during a meeting and he just said, it doesn't matter who leaves now because Andy doesn't need a particular team because wherever he goes, a team will form around him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was, I was just truly humbled by that. Yeah. I was truly humbled by that. And it just took me a second just to sit back and reflect and think, like, wow, you know what, he's right. And I think through my drive and determination and just my willingness to help people, you know, they they buy into that. So I don't have to go out looking for people. They they, they find me. And, like, now, even recently, they're really finding me. And I'm, like, telling people, like, because, you know, you hear the saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But it's not. It's, it's who knows you. And more people are starting to know who I am. So that's really what it came down to. People just see how hard I'm working. 
yeah. and they would see the quality of the work that I was putting out, and they was wondering, how are you doing this? What's going on? And instead of trying to keep it all to myself, I would just tell them, hey, if you really want to do what you're trying to do, I can't help you get there. Just roll with me, and mm-hmm. I'll show you what it takes and put you around, all, you around the right people. And it just kept going from there. It's just been the same speech over and over. If this way you're trying to go, I can help you get there. Yeah, you attract. You attract. I'm a man of my people. word, you yeah. know. So if I say I'm doing something and they see me doing it, mm-hmm. it's just all the better. And then they go out and tell a friend, and then they go out and tell a friend, and that's what's been happening. So I, again, I've just been blessed and humbled, man, with that spirit just to want to help people, and I think people can feel that when they come around and want to be a part of of what I'm trying to feel here. And how do you, how do you, how, so yeah, I, I, I dig that and I, that's, it's, it's great that uh, it snowballs in that direction. And, and when you're, when you're doing positive things, yeah, you're going to attract other positive people right. and other doers that are actually trying to, you know, put some, you know, put things in motion. Uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent for that. Uh, how are you, how do you go about uh, attracting uh, you know, uh, whether it's investors or let's say distribution uh, for the film, right. how how have, how has that been, or has it been an obstacle for you? Um, it's, I, I would be fooling everyone if I said it wasn't an obstacle. Yeah. Uh, in the past, but it was more so an obstacle just because I didn't know the game, I didn't know the industry. Yeah. And this is an industry like I tell people now. You see, everybody, anybody can go out and buy a camera and call themselves a director, a producer, and shoot something and make it and put it out, yay, right? But Podcaster. that's just <laughs> on the surface of what this stuff is all about. It's really like when you understand the business side of film, that's when everything really starts making sense. And that's what I had to learn and really go around the right people. And I've just been, again, blessed. I, I say that word a lot, man, but I've been blessed to be around the right people because back when I started working for Columbia Pictures, you know, um, you know, late, early, like early 2000s, I was able, like, I, they would fly me around the country and I could spend a day with celebrities. I could spend a day with executive producers. I could spend a day with all these people. And instead of me asking, you know, even like the A-list actors, instead of me asking them who they're dating or what shoes they wear to the party tonight, I'm asking them things like, how do you get in the door? Who, how do you get to have the gatekeeper? What do I need to know? Who do I, what do I need to do? And building up that kind of knowledge over the years. And then finally, you know, you get around enough people, you see enough of, of, of things, you learn the lingo, and you start getting in one door. And then that door opens another door. So it's, it's just, I put in so much time with this. Like I tell people, like I said, you can't just wake up one day, hit the lottery, buy a camera, and think, you know, the world is yours. Yeah, it is. That's the right attitude to have. But understand, it's taken a long time just for me to get to this point where now I have investors calling me. Now I have distributors calling me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, and, and I'm still, like, just sitting back, like an out-of-body experience, just sitting back watching all this stuff happen. Like, this is really, you know, scary because I'm like, I don't believe it's really happening, but it's happening. But it just takes time, and you just have to work. You have to work your your connections. And, you know, uh, there's this one investor, you know, I had met him a while ago, and, you know, he never wanted to talk about money. And finally, you know, he said, I'm just going to be honest with you. 
Randy, I just needed to get to know you. Like, I invest in all kind of movies. I got a film fund. We invest in movies of $5, 10000000 million. I just need to get to know you first because everybody's trying to do what you're doing, and you don't know where their heart really is. So he said it just takes time. Just give it a little time, and we'll do stuff slowly, and I'll see where you at, and then we'll go from there. So it's all about building the relationships, you know, in this industry, and i just, you know, been doing that over the years. Yeah, so, co- constant. to New York, to L.A., Atlanta, Chicago, like, they called me out the blue, like, tomorrow I'm leaving for Chicago to go work uh, with Nick Cannon on the American Got Talent uh, show and on the NBC. And what do you do so with I them? I got the call for that out of the blue. I didn't apply. They just said, we've been hearing a lot of good things about you. We would yeah. love to have you be a part of this show. Uh, are you available, you know, this weekend? I said, sure. So, you know, it's just a relationship. Yeah, networking is key. Uh, what's your capacity? What are you going to be working on up in Chicago? It's the uh, American Got Talent, so yeah. I'll be running one of the cameras for him. Yeah, I think I'm... it's either maybe the red, uh, either the red or the Sony SS, nice uh, FS one or something like that. Yeah, I'll find out. But I could work either one. It doesn't matter. I guess the fact is you're just working. You know, As, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's important. And that just brings more credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, bring more credibility, especially when you're talking to these investors. You like, had, look, I've worked on some major network shows. Like that's really a big thing about it. Oh yeah, it's and, a, and that's another thing too. When you talk about team, how do these people, you know, how do they get involved? They and they believe me because they see what I'm doing. They see it, so I'm not making it up and just talking. Oh, I can do this, or I will do this. Like no, they they see it for their own eyes. So you know, that that helps tremendously. Oh yeah, and it doesn't doesn't hurt either that you have a picture of Cindy Crawford on your uh, with. With oh, yeah. you and Cindy Crawford yeah, on, actually, a, I, on a I car. I directed her in a pilot uh, for a CBS show, which was, again, somebody that just knew me, and uh, he had the opportunity to do it, and he just backed off and, you know, really humbled himself to say, well, I know you're a better director. I don't want to lose this opportunity. I don't want to mess up this opportunity for my company where you come in and direct. I don't mm-hmm. mind you doing that. And I'm like, wow, like, uh, okay, and just did that, so... You know, that was, that was pretty cool, man. That was pretty cool. It, it, it meant a lot. And again, like you just said, that carries a lot of weight. Because everybody knows who Cindy Crawford is. Yeah. And I haven't met anybody who hasn't said, wait a minute, you know Cindy Crawford? Like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, so it's always a good conversation started. Yeah, I mean, you know, between Cindy Crawford and Sam Riddle, I mean, you, 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 you hang with some... <laughs> some uh, Pretty high players, that's for sure. Hey, Randy, what do you now? What do you think? What's your take on you? You've you've talked about networking. You've you've talked about um, uh, you know meeting people, and not only that, just expanding your horizons and knowledge on the people that that you've met. What about um, actually uprooting from uh, Detroit? To let's say planning your 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 flag in Los Angeles, why 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 do you choose to stay rooted in Detroit or the Midwest? The the one key thing because I've like I've gone everywhere to work right yeah I've been out in L A working uh, the Mentalist the CBS Warner Brothers you know the studio lots all that I've, I've worked on all that New York wants to be a millionaire had a chance to I'm actually on that show but just doing other stuff around there uh, Syracuse University working. The one thing that I see even in, in Atlanta, everywhere you go, everyone is a transplant just about that's in this industry. Yep. And everywhere I was going, I'm like, where you? I was from Detroit, 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 Michigan. No, I was just like, wait a minute. All the talent is really here. You know, it, it's a lot of talent that's 
here, it just never was the professional opportunities for the talent to want to stay here. So they always had to leave. But I saw that the talent is here. And if, if it was some way that someone could provide the level of professionalism that they get everywhere else, then be the big fish in a small pond instead of going out there and trying to work through a million other other people that got just as much talent as you, if not more, and trying to fight against that on top of, you know, skin color as well. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I know. So it's easier, it was easier for me to say, if I can get this going here, I can control a bigger part of the market share. But I know it'll be others that come along as well. But, again, with the credentials that I've been building up, with the, the team that I've been building up, and with the, you know, the, the respect, the, the investors, distributors, the PR people, the media, like, I could really become a major player here as opposed to being a big player elsewhere. Yeah, I like that. I, and, um, you know, it's that's one of the things that, that, that I've always uh, – thought about when I think about Flint, Michigan, where I grew up and Detroit is the fact that mm-hmm. there's so much talent in that area, just it, or any city that's not Hollywood. Yeah. There's so much talent uh, in, in Detroit and Michigan in the whole, you know, why mm-hmm. not plant your flag out there? Why not uh, where, where, where everyone else in the country, if you look at any social media outlet they're always condemning detroit they're always pointing the finger at flint michigan saying all the negative stuff and you know it it just is i find it very refreshing that there's a brother like you out there that's actually doing something constructive doing something positive and doing something that will impact not just yourself but all the people that you surround yourself with or just you know happen to come in catch a comedy show and uh witness it and you know some that might plant a seed and say hey you know what I want to do that. Um, yeah. and, and I think that's that's what's missing from most cities, most cities that are starving right now. They're missing that dream, that, that hope. Uh, and, and I think what you're doing is you're, you're planting those seeds. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, like I say, it, it, it's definitely been, you know, a struggle financially. Yeah. But it, it's just one of those things, you know, you hear the story of Tyler Perry, how he slept in his car, you know, for, for years to try and, before he could get to where he knew he knew he was supposed to be. Like, I know I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Even when you hear stories about Kim, the singer, him sleeping, you know, outside under a tree off the river, you know, on drugs, just hooked, but knowing in the back of his mind that's not where he belonged. He belonged somewhere else. And for me, you know, I worked for Chrysler. I, I was doing a lot of this stuff working for Chrysler. Like, I would go in, the, the plant manager, they, they knew something was different about me, and they afforded me a lot of different opportunities that everybody couldn't get. Like, going in, you know, for the day to work at Chrysler, but they let me leave. During the day, to hop on a plane, fly to Chicago, spend a day with Adam Sandler, and come back to work and punch out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't just happen for everybody. No. And especially when you're talking union management, just the, the, the battle lines have always been drawn between those two. So for things like that to happen, for me, I knew this was my call and this was what I was supposed to do. Even to the point where Christ was paying for me to go to school, but for what I was going for, they had stopped paying. They shut it down where they were not paying for people to go to school anymore for what I wanted to go to school for. And 
they just called me one day and said, we, we just feel we need to do this for you. There's something in your spirit that's telling us we need to break these rules to pay for you to go to school. We're not doing it for anyone else. Like, that just doesn't happen by chance. So for things like that to happen to me, I know, and I truly believe in my heart, that this is my purpose, this is what I was put here on this earth to do, and that's what I've been spending every single waking second of the day, every day, just making sure I do live in my purpose. And now, finally, everything is starting to, to roll the way that I always figured that it would. Yeah, no, you're committed, and uh, you know my hat's off to you. Uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad I met you. Yeah, I'm really happy that we we were able to connect and and stay connected. Because uh, yeah. I, I think what you're doing is is it's inspirational. It's an inspiration for us, you know, in studio right now, and it it'll be inspirational uh, for those, like I said, that you uh, you know that you come in co- contact with. Uh, how do people how do people get involved? Like how do people find you? Like how how would they? Do you have a web page or Twitter or anything like that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Twitter is at uh, Mr. Randy Holloway. Yeah. At Mr. Randy Holloway, just spelled out H O L L O W A Y. And how do they find out about the film? I'm sorry, go ahead. How do they find out? I'm sorry, how do they find out about the film? Uh, actually, we we just, you know, we're on Facebook now. I don't, I don't know if we have like websites and all that stuff. And I got people chomping at the bit, like, just give me the information. You ready? And I'm like, okay, I'll get it to you. I haven't got the website put up yet, but it is a I Ain't Singing webpage on Facebook. I Ain't Singing. It's a, uh, um, and you can try and get, get with me on Facebook, but my friends stay up at the five thousand level, and sometimes some drop off uh, yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know. They should want to be my friend forever, but they drop off. And, uh, <laughs> you know, try and get at me on there. But um, it is a new next generation page on Facebook, and we, we I'm gonna make sure all this stuff is bolstered up in, in the next couple weeks. So, and you also uh, said. You also said Instagram, I think. Or oh, yeah, you Instagram is at Arate Rand. And Arate is A R E T E R A N. Arate Rand. We do a lot with Instagram. Instagram seems to be really popular with the youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know. No less yeah. words, just pictures, yeah. just images. Yeah, no, a lot. I mean, Instagram seems to be taken over, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's just quick. You yeah, know, it is. There's not a lot of talking. Yeah. The picture that right. picture's worth a thousand words. You mm-hmm. put it up there, that's what I can tell yourself. Do you think do you think that do you think that picture is done? Do you think that attention span that we're kind of programming the uh, oh, ourselves, yeah. do you think but do you think that's gonna impact how long a film would be in the future or, or the type of content? Um, definitely the type of content because what's happening and it's it's funny that you bring that up. And it's an idea that I've had for a few years now because I, I used to work with this company uh, that did a lot of web-based programming. Yeah. And just really back then, 2010, 2011, understanding, like, doing, I did a lot of research on, like, uh, just web programming, right? Mm-hmm. And went to Boston, talked to this top marketing firm and listening to them and things they were saying. I always knew, and they have to say, and this is where the future is at, but really understanding how to manipulate that, especially as an African-American uh, producer-director uh, in the field, to understand, okay, now how can I parlay this information into something greater? And what, what's been happening is 
people understanding these YouTube stars, even these buying stars, 15 seconds, six seconds, yeah. boom, you're, you're a superstar. You get millions of hits. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you make a million of dollars off of something so small. So I always knew targeting things, you know, like two minutes, three minutes, that, that was like the top attention span on the internet, right? So you're doing content, keep it around that. Even webisodes, keep them short, six, seven minutes. But it's funny because now Russell Simmons, he's like the first African-American uh, entrepreneur that I know that's really capitalizing on this because now this is what he's focusing on. And for him, what he's saying is he's taking all these YouTube stars, all these, you know, Instagram stars, and going to start building content around them on the web. And he, he owns it as opposed to him. I think he has a show in development with HBO right now. But HBO owns it. He said this way he's able to get in on it and still, you know, create a, a new economy and a new um, out, uh, outlet for African-American content which is a, is a huge thing, and it's a huge market that I think that's going to change the game. So uh, the attention fans know it, it, it does, that, that's where everything is headed now anyway. And for those, those that do want to spend a little more time watching it, just like any other classic that's out there now, that'll still be around. Yeah. But I think the money is going to be in that how fast can you get your point across and do it you know, colorfully and professionally in yeah. the future. Yeah, it's all there's just so many different outlets now. I mean, it's like you said, it's like you said uh earlier in the program, you know, if you go back, you know, 20 years ago, we couldn't do what we're doing, but now you can do it, right. uh, you know, anyone can get a camera, but it, it or, you know, a mixer or sound equipment and go out there and make something, create something. But uh at the end of the day, it's your level of commitment. You know, what you're committed to to do, are you committed to show up every day and grind it out? And then, you know, finish, finish what you start or you just, you know, talking, you know, and, yeah, and then and, building right. those relationships too with everybody that that's, you're doing. This that's with. right. And it seems like you got your, your head on, uh, you know, on your shoulders, uh, you know, you have a strong foundation and, uh, you know, we yeah, applaud what you're you. doing, brother. We, we want you to keep doing anything that we can do, uh, you know, here with our little show, we'll definitely promote and, uh, you know, plug, uh, uh you know, plug all your, uh, projects away on the, on the program and on our social media pages. So, uh, uh, let's stay in Thank contact. You. Let's definitely stay in touch. And uh, go ahead. Uh, let me let me put this out too. I'm sorry because yeah, this yeah. is really the most important thing. I know Do I've it. been talking forever, but really quick, uh, we also did a movie that's going to be coming out this year, and uh, we're working on the the, the uh, premiere date. Now it's going to be a pretty big deal. It's called Bianca, Who Did This to You, and it's based on a best-selling book called Bianca, Tell Us Who Did This to You, which is also based off a true story, and it deals with child molestation in a church self-mutilation, and physical abuse. Very, very powerful story. I've been getting calls as far as London, England, uh, wanting to screen the film. And like I said, we're working with some foundations here in the city to put on a huge premiere. Uh, April is Sexual Violence Awareness Month, so I think it's going to be in sometime in April. But uh, like I say, as soon as I get that premiere date down, i definitely let you guys know. Uh, here's a Facebook page for that, Bianca the Movie, on Facebook. And that one is, like, up to date, and I'm going to relaunch the website and stuff too. And I'll call you guys back with all that information as well. But Bianca, the movie on Facebook, uh, look that up. And the name of the movie is Bianca. Who gets this to you? Yeah, I see it on IMDb right now. So yeah, we'll okay. yeah they, they, we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears open for that information. Give us a give us another uh, shout out to how they can find you on social media. Sure, 
uh, again, you can find me on even LinkedIn. LinkedIn is linkedin.com backslash Mr. Randy Holloway. Twitter is at Mr. Randy Holloway. Uh, Instagram is at RFA Rand. And uh, if you want to try and get me on Facebook, you can follow me. I think you can follow people now on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash Mr. Randy Holloway. That's what's so up. Make it easy for everybody. <laughs> That's what's up. So yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. If you see Mason, tell him I said what up, and uh, you know we'll 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 be in touch soon. All right. Definitely. And shout out real quick, RFA's uh, family, uh, New Script Inc. Alex Thomas, who's been making a lot of this stuff go too as well. Him and his whole team. Just want to shout out everybody out: Andrina, Joanna, Danielle, Shana, Eric, uh, everybody, uh, everybody. Alex, Caleb. Uh, Ian, even Ian Lyons, Brian, he's pushing a lot, making a lot of stuff happen. Benicia Lyons, Big Huss, shout out. Okay, there we go. I'm done. <laughs> My man from the D. That's what's up. All right. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I uh, really appreciate it. Honor that you guys have me on the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you guys again and uh, helping uh, bring Detroit. Detroit back, the neighborhood. Yeah. Like it's me a town. We'll, do, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do this again. All right. All right. Bye bye. You know I like that style, don't you? <laughs> you know I do. I was eating that stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is like a <laughs> broadcasting all over, right? But yeah, but no, he'll he'll post it. He'll post it. Some other people will get it. He he actually shared the American Riddle uh, 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 podcast on his page, which gets a lot of a lot of views. So nice. you know, yeah, that's that's how we make it work. That's how, we, and that's what he said when I replied. I was like, "Thanks for sharing." He goes, "We got to support each other." That's awesome. He's that's just his mentality. So same as yours. <laughs> yeah, big big ups to him. I mean, and, and everyone else that's involved because that, that's what I was impressed with. You know, when I was in Detroit, was the fact that he had so many people working around him, and you know, they were all just running around. They were setting up gear, setting up the cameras. You know, I talked to a, a couple of the uh, PAs. And, um, you know, they were just like, we're just honored to, you know, be a part of it, Aww. just to be there. And, you know, when somebody in a, in a time where a city like Detroit is starving, literally starving, you know, you, there's, you know, you, there's some pockets there where you can you can find hope. You know what I mean? You can find a dream in action. You know, I mean, not just, you know, it being in someone's head or a thought. You can actually go and witness that dream manifest. And uh, that's, you know, I noticed that instantly. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, honored that I was able to, you know, close out 2014 with them and uh, bring in 2015. So we're looking forward to, you know, Randy's success yeah, and, a tr- you know, follow his story and his dream, his passion. He's committed. That takes was, commitment. That was some informative shit right there. Yeah. That was good. That was good stuff. That's what's going on in yeah. Detroit. You know what I mean? It's really mm-hmm. honorable that he's, like, there and stayed and didn't, like... You know, just uproot and just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be wearing Keeps the Gucci shoes and talking about, yeah, you know what I mean? You can get caught smart. up. You can get caught up out there like that. And that's it's very that's, distracting. He focused on the work and the important stuff and it's, yeah. it's paying off, yeah. which is really great. No, he's, he's committed. Yeah. He's committed to the craft. That's why I was kind of hung up also on what he's doing in Chicago and he's doing production work. He doesn't have to be the commander or the captain. You know what I mean? He's, he's learning and he's growing. It's and, nice to know that it's, you don't have to be there. In a world where like so many people have abandoned you know, and like politicians don't even want to run for office there. You know, yeah. it's hard, man. It's 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 uh, it's a level of dedication. I mean, case in point, I was talking to a guy. A guy stopped me the other day, and he wanted to learn about podcasting. Just so happened, Brandon was near me. <laughs> I was. We I had this that, conversation, yeah. and he was like, uh, "Yeah, I just want someone. To, can I pay you to show me how it's done?" I was like, "Look, man, you're <laughs> on the right track." 
You know what I mean? You're just going to have to spend several hours in front of your computer hooking up equipment and then figuring it out. He goes, I don't want to do that. I want you to do that. You know what I mean? Which is which is fine. But at the same time, he's got to do it. And that's what I was trying to tell yeah. him. You're going to have to figure it out because I can't be there with you all the time. So you're going to have to put you're going to have to commit. Yeah. But he said straight up, I'm not going to do that. Then it's not going to work out. Yeah, it's he, not. He didn't he didn't want to consider how to distribute the podcast or anything. Like he had no idea what he was doing. And like he was already trying to record. That yeah. was what was nuts. Was like he like that's like the last step. <laughs> the yeah. last step is recording. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, it, it just, it does. It takes commitment. You have to show up. I mean, take take today. I had a crazy day today. And, I'm impressed that you, you know made, I mean? it, made it happen. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, I'm going to have to cancel today. Gonna work I got to make some calls. But You, you know sounded I mean? worried. I'm <laughs> well, you know, it's just, just done. He was like, no, this is not going to happen. I don't think yeah, I'm gonna it, it's it, happened. It happens, but you, you got to be it. committed. You made it happen. You got to yeah. be committed. Good job. Like Randy Holloway, you know yeah. what I mean? R.H. from the D. <laughs> no, it's I just like that name. I, mean? I like the name Randy Hall. It sounds Very important. Memorable. Yeah. <laughs> he is important. He's making it happen. So making it happen in film. Speaking of that, speaking of making it happen, I think uh, Brandon Alter has uh, a uh, little uh, program that he's segment. working on. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we've been brainstorming. I really didn't have time to do a, a uh you know, a, uh, a music intro. I was going to say, are you preparing for one now? It looks uh, like you're trying. I, was, uh, I sort of have like, I have a feeling it's going to be like a Revenge of the Nerds thing or something. I don't know. No, it's it's actually pretty simple. It's called King of the Nerds. Oh. So, I mean, all you know, all I have, let's see if we can pull this up. Let's do this. King of the Nerds. <laughs> Tar- Tarzan? <laughs> I mean... That- that's the, that's the only thing I could come up with. You know what? I'm down with Tarzan. <laughs> that's the only thing I could I come up with. I used to read with, uh, Tarzan of the Apes when I was a kid. That was good stuff. Yeah, on on the fly. I mean, it was uh, it's tough outside of outside of this. I mean, I guess I could, I could, bring, I could bring this in for you. There you go. So, King of the Nerds. Remember we heard this song in Flash Gordon? <sighs> I heard a lot of songs in Flash. You guys went on a mandate for that. We could, yeah, we could talk about that first. I don't know... Uh, <laughs> Went to like sort of a late night show of uh, Flash Gordon at the Alamo. God, was, God bless the Alamo. <laughs> Love that place. It was crazy. It was uh, a throwback to the '80s. I mean, Flash Gordon came out in the '80s. Yeah. Oh, this is dreamy, right? We could just talk. Oh wait, this. is this the German techno yeah, before yeah. Flash? I thought you were like talking about a song during Flash Gordon. Yeah, there was like a weird music video before the movie. <laughs> and this is. It was like these German dudes acting like robots. <laughs> Interesting. There you go. <laughs> That's it. it no, that was not part of it, but he's adding that. That's Flair. That's that Malcolm Flair. High tech production. Anyway, yeah. let's just get back into it. So, King of the Nerds. Mm. What's going on in the world All right. of nerds? So I think we. Uh, Is it nerdum? Nerd, nerddom. I like. Nerd-dum. I like the term nerddom. Nerdum. I wouldn't call myself a king. I think we've gone over that before. But nerds don't have a king, right? No. I mean, I mean they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't accept one. That's right. It's anarchy no. on the internet. No, but in yeah. Ameri- American Riddle, it's, it's the king of the nerds. Reddit.com so. is you. anarchy. That's All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we there's a lot of a lot of news coming out. Definitely. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I can definitely uh, dive deeper uh, later. But right now, I just kind of want to talk about some of the bigger sort of nerdy things. Like uh, what? What's specific- going on? What's so going specifically on? in like uh, comic books. Yeah. Right now, uh, I don't know if you know this. No, I don't. Marvel. Co- Marvel. <laughs> I know you don't. Maybe your son knows this. But you don't know this. Uh, Marvel Comics is a—they're uh, ending their universe. The Marvel universe is going to end. What? So what does so, that mean? Uh, that's a. Uh, 
at the end of a, a big uh, event called Secret Wars, which has been a few of those, uh, they're going to smoosh all the different universes together, make a new universe, a big reboot. Huh. Everything's ending. But I mean, Everything. It's, it's not like it's going to be. No, uh, probably is nothing's really ending. <laughs> <laughs> it's all PR, but like that's the, it's sort of big news, you know, sort yeah. of big news. Uh, I don't really care to talk too much about that, but I thought that was like an interesting. No- oh, all right. well, fuck. All right, there you is go. Is that it? Is that is, is that, that, that I, the end no. of his Is that the hook that pulls me off the Apollo stage? Or, you know? No, not at Damn. all. So, 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 so is this is this something that's common in in the uh, comic pretty, book genre? Not just common. They, three years ago, DC did it. So mm. any storyline that's yeah. existing in that universe will cease, right? Is that what that means? Or does that mean no more comics from Marvel? It doesn't mean that. No, right? no, no. It, uh, it basically means that they're just going to reboot. Sort of, yeah, it's like a soft reboot. Like continuity. Like the, the actual you characters get, probably won't change too much. You but you like get, everything's starting over. It so. gets you to buy more comics. Probably not more. A lot of people usually drop stuff when this happens because they're like, oh. If the st- if it's starting over, I don't feel like you know going anymore because there a lot of nerds are obsessed with continuity, yeah. the continuation of one story. So like, as, if a story ends, they're like, oh, I'm gonna just not buy it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, so I mean, what, 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 what would be? <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this, Mary and Posse. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What, what, what? No, I'm curious. <laughs> well, there are two basic main universes, and I'll get into them right now. Yeah. There's the uh, the normal universe that you know, your Spider-Man, they yeah. got your your Avengers and all that. Then there's the ultimate universe where their Spider-Man is ultimate. black and Latino and the... Uh, oh, you mean his skin color? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I and like that. It's all, it's all very... Yeah, Miles Morales. He's, so he's really number one. Yeah. So all that's going to be... So the ultimate universe and the normal Marvel universe are going to combine. I want to see that movie. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you might. They even made a cartoon of the, uh, the black Spider-Man. It was pretty good called Web Warriors. Mm. Yeah. So confused. Does, yeah, we, I mean, you know, who who knew? I mean, it's, it's a different age now in comics. Yeah. You got a uh, uh, Miss Marvel, who is a uh, a uh, uh, young uh, Pakistani Muslim girl now in yeah. uh, in uh, comics. Marvel. Miss well, Captain Marvel has sort of a sub character named Miss Marvel. Oh. It's like Superman and Supergirl. Yeah, uh, basically. basically. So you have Captain okay. Marvel, who's like, who was like this badass dude. Now it's a uh, now it's the original Miss Marvel is you know, now Captain the Bionic Marvel. Man yeah. and the Bionic Woman. I mean, the uh, comics. Is, why are you? Why does your hand go down when you say like Bionic the, Woman? Bionic like she's woman. inferior. No, no, she could like be taller. she's new. Yeah, it's like Steve so, Steve Austin and it's like Jamie he, Summers, He Man and Shira. You know? Yes, I remember Dated that reference. <laughs> No, Only 80s stuff. Yeah, that's all we're no, talking about. Yeah, no one knows who Jamie Summers is. <laughs> I knew but, Hero. Hero. What is it? He Man and She. He Man and She. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like that. that. We only know 80s stuff here. The uh, um the the comic book stuff. Comics I, are very progressive. Yeah, they are. They do. They Archie got killed. Yeah, yeah Archie. Killed uh, Archie. Well, not not just uh got killed off. He got killed off saving one of his closest uh, friends who is was a gay senator in the uh, comic. Oh, he took a bullet. He took a bullet for him. Yeah. He did get shot. Wow. Yeah, he got uh, shot. I just assumed. He was like going home and uh, I think his name is uh, Kyle or Kevin or something. The character who's like yeah, the senator. He got sh- yeah, but, shot at. But don't, but couldn't he just be Archie that killed saving a senator? Do you have to put gay in front of it? Or do well, you the, have char- to put- the character was sort of originally like that was the idea was that they're going to give uh, Archie a gay friend. And then when they went into the future... They had this whole future storyline. Not that I'm a huge Archie reader, but I happen to know this one because it was sort of big news. Yeah. And yeah. also in lieu of uh, Selma, 
There's a, a comic book you were telling me about. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I want I wanted to sort of start off with like mainstream stuff first, but this there's an indie uh, publisher that makes some really good stuff. I actually uh, nice tablet. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm bringing out my tablet to Which show you. Which was amazing to, to me to know that comics are now digital yeah, I, I, like that. I, oh, I talked a little bit about it with uh, Miriam. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a uh, you know Congressman John Lewis who was a hero. Dude is like a legend in like civil rights, uh, and. Uh, he paired up with uh, Andrew Aiden and uh, Nate Powell, who's the artist. The and John Lewis. The one and only John Lewis, who I did meet at a comic convention uh, a while ago to get my first volume of uh, the comic he wrote signed. Wow. Oh, it, is called, wow. it is called March, and it is basically a biocomic about John Lewis's life in uh, the civil rights movement. And uh, let me just sort of pass that over. It's, this is the full comic, by the way, on my uh, tablet, so you can sort of swipe around and see the art. But that cover is just—it's just a powerful, powerful cover of like uh, one of the buses on fire that were trying to like travel through, and like just people stopped the bus and just destroyed it. It's in black and white. Yeah, it is. This is well, it's an indie comic, so there's a lot less uh, production in it. Like uh, big publishers can afford colorists and they can afford anchors and letters and everything, but for a book like this, what letters? Letters. Oh yeah, letters are uh, really important, actually. It's like a, a big deal to actually make something readable. Nobody wants to read something that's just in Times New Roman, you know? No. They want to see somebody actually write it out because it's just easier to read. Hmm. And this is his whole his whole story, right? Yeah. I mean, it looks like it. It's uh, two volumes. Uh, each volume's like a couple hundred pages. Really? It's very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good stuff, though. Wow. Like, you can uh, give my son that. Mm. I would recommend it. Like, you can get these in uh, really nice hardcovers, too, because uh, I don't know who... Let me see who the publisher is. Yeah, but how would people even know something like like I don't even I think you and I were just talking in about Selma and you mentioned this and hmm. uh you know is this you know is is this do they do it for just like writing a book? They're like, "All right, well let's do a comic book." Like I wonder how would someone approach John Lewis? Well, John Lewis originally what he said was, and I think I I tried to tell you about this before, but you just sort of you're like uh, uh, nobody wants to see it. So there, there, there was <laughs> a sound like me. there was supposedly yes, <laughs> there was supposedly a, a comic that was circling uh, circulating around uh, back then in like the uh, '60s yeah. uh, was uh, about Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. and it was circulating around just sort of for kids to read about all the speeches that he was giving around that time. And John Lewis happened to find one, and he was really impressed with it. And so he sort of carried that with him the rest of his life. He he thought that uh, comics were just a great way to reach youth, to explain to them to never forget struggle or things like – and like, well, it's just a great way to teach people about anything. Like kids – it's proven that kids will retain more if they read it through like uh, like pictures or a mm-hmm. comic or something. It's just so yep. much more retainable. Yep. And uh, he, that's how we wanted to do it. He wanted to make – and it's exactly what – he made it for parents to give to their kids basically. Like a history book. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, like, and there are a lot of bio comics out there. This is just one of the best I've ever uh, seen, though. It's really well done. It's really cool, actually. I did not know that existed. And like, I'm I'm always uh, into a lot of the uh, 1960s, like civil rights stuff, and I'm I'm very interested in uh, sort of kind of I love sort of stories about LBJ and Kennedy and things like. that. No, are, I'm a huge there, Kennedy fan. Are there comics on LBJ or Nixon or? I believe there actually was one about Nixon. There's definitely there's a lot of different uh, series about, but it's not uh, like Kennedy. it's endorsed. But like like John Lewis is obviously involved with this. John Lewis right? wrote basically wrote this yeah. with uh, a comic book writer. Like yeah. he he sat down and told him his story. Like it's not like Nixon ever sat down and wrote yeah, a comic. No, no. no. This, John he Lewis just, 
it's surprising. That's what's so surprising is you don't expect someone like John Lewis who's so high in stature and so just kind of you, just somebody you, you wouldn't, wouldn't expect, you wouldn't expect yeah, to yeah. be a comic To be fan. plugged into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because so many people will, like, you know, myself included, will dismiss, you know, if you try to talk to me about comics, yeah, I will. Sometimes I'll glaze over because I just, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just, he went, like, he I, went to comic conventions. He did signings. He met with fans. And yeah. there was always a line. Like, it was... I waited two hours to see him at a at San Diego Comic Con. No, I didn't get a picture. Oh man, <laughs> so terrible about that. Yeah, yeah. I just I got a signature on my on the first volume. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. like a DMC. You know, he's got his own comic. Oh now, God. Well, yeah. Which yeah I've been well, trying to get a hold of. Yeah. D- well, DMC is helping uh, this other guy uh, make a comic. Uh, he's not writing this one. This is not a DMC. Although he was signing it. Uh, he went. DMC was at San Diego Comic Con last year, and he was doing. Uh, Stuff for hip hop family trait, and he has a he has a graphic. But he has his own book out. Is his a, is his a graphic novel or is it an, a novel or is it a series of comic books? Well, DMC's thing I haven't actually read. I don't know too much about that. But uh, yeah, the hip hop family tree was a web comic that is being published in like a beautiful sort of like slipcase hardcover thing. Now. I do like the hip hop. I should have bought it. It was on sale recently from a, a comic book store that was closing. I should I should have should have bought it, man. Two I, volumes, I it. yeah. Two volumes of Hip Hop Family Tree are out now, and then the third volume is out like next week. I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about hip hop? So, <laughs> let me tell you, so, yeah, I mean, Zulu like, Nation. I knew and all that stuff. Huh? Tell I knew us a little. little bit. I knew a little bit about. Uh, I wish I could remember the actual writer of uh, this uh, series. You could look it up right now if you want on uh, on the Googles. But uh, uh, Hip Hop Family Tree is this sort of very loose sort of uh, look at hip hop by like going to a, all right. Ouch. Go ahead. Damn, I didn't realize this was like morning zoo radio. <laughs> I just, I, that tickles me, that's all. Go ahead, please. Hip hop family tree. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, it goes, it, I mean, it starts in the in the uh, mid to late 70s. It goes through everything. It goes through, I mean, like. Uh, I've seen it, yeah. It's good. You know, <laughs> so, the history of hip hop? Yeah, it goes through the hip, history of hip hop. I remember I had a question about Zulu Nation. And I asked Malcolm. He's like, he was not ha- he was not looking to answer it about. <laughs> he didn't want to talk about it. Why? Hip hop Hip Hop Family he Tree catches, told me about it. Sometimes though. he catches me in you know when I'm in one of my moods, which is pretty much often. And he'll he'll ask me. I'm, just, a, I'm a curious white, ignorant yeah, white Malcolm boy. Malcolm doesn't like that many questions. Yeah. So many questions. Yeah, you know, you got to have a badge. So I learned I mean? about it so, from a comic book, Africa Bombada. Well, was, I, uh, I, yeah. I told I, he was like you know we, we, Zulu Nation. What's that? He didn't sound like Zulu Nation. <laughs> Well, what is that? Because a lot, like, of the, a lot of the music I liked from the 90s, like Tribe Called Quest, they yeah. talk about Zulu Nation. Well, yeah. I told him the basic really quick in passing. And I was like, just Google it, man. He was like, I don't want to Google it, you know? He wanted yeah, to have a conversation. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to That's engage That's how I always me, am, yeah. Which I appreciate. I appreciate anyone that wants to engage with me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's an awesome comic book. It's got like a – one of the volumes has a picture of Grandmaster Flash on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that, I, mean? I think that's the second volume. It's it's good yeah, stuff. And yeah. like It really is. It's and very in-depth. I'm actually kind of curious. Like now a, I'm surprised. And it's got like the old paper feel yeah. to it. It looks like almost like a newspaper kind yeah. of thing. and it's it's big. It's not like small. How much it's, does this run? Like what's what does it The cost? first two volumes, God, I think it was probably around like 40 or 50 bucks when yeah. I got them hmm. together. Yeah. Wow. It was like all in one, like sort of slipcase. So I'll have That's to buy nice. the third book separately, like a box set. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, cool. bo- it, it's on sale. The box set seventy five to eighty three, forty seven ninety nine. So okay. it's about forty five fifty bucks. It's probably a little harder to find now too. Yeah, yeah. You, you can find it. Though. You can probably go to. I think Amazon has it. 
I think it was. Yeah, Fan- Amazon has was it. Fanographics that put it out. Some small company. Yeah. Amazon has the first two volumes, forty two dollars and eighty seven cents. There you go. Yep, that's <laughs> that, that's you where you get specific. it. That's where you get it. So if Sounds anyone good. wants to get it, I, I think I paid more for it than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. It's it's beautiful though. It's large format, and you know, it's. it's I actually wanted to get DMC impressive. to sign it for me, but that that line was even longer than John Lewis. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I want, I'd like cool. to. I'd like to you know see DMs. I'd like to see people more actively involved because the, the comic book genre over the past uh, ten plus years has evolved to where it's where it was more. I think it was more underground. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was more kind of you know it was it had a cult following comic books, but now it's. You, you, I mean, you in, see, it's in, everywhere. In it's, the 90s to, like, maybe 2004, 2005, it was not doing well. Uh, Marvel in the late 90s filed for bankruptcy. Like, they were all going out of business. Yeah, I think Michael Jackson was going to buy Marvel at one point. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. sometime around 2005, 2006, there's an explosion of people who wanted that. Like, they wanted books again. And companies like Image were putting out, like, not just superhero books. They were putting out romance comics they're putting out bio comics they're they're going into like war comics which i'm a big fan of like war comics like uh if you ever want to read a war, good war comic there's uh war stories by garth ennis he'll talk about like b-52 pilots or something and how nuts it was it'd be flying like a tank in the air basically things like that it's just amazing stuff and you do you collect comics or you mentioned earlier that most of your stuff's on tablet yeah i've, I've gotten out of, i don't i've never been a collector so I, I do it all digital now stuff like comiXology or uh humble bundle is a place where you can pay whatever you want i like that and they'll give you like uh 20 comics or so like uh they'll be like if you pay 15 bucks you get like 300 dollars worth of crap it's amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the the comic book stores had that that I'd take my son to. They they'd have these uh, clubs where you pay X amount, you got a locker, and it fill it up oh, every yeah. month. You come, they by. call those uh, subscriptions, and uh, there there used to be a great way to do it, but I think that's sort of that's dated now. I'm I'm over it. When I was a kid, that's how we did it, but I think the future is digital. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So that's uh, that's comics. What else you got on uh, on King and the Nerds? So I was uh, I was thinking of movies, but yeah. then today I watched uh, The Man in the High Castle. Oh, you did and watch I wa- it, and I want to talk about that instead. Oh. And I think that's plenty nerdy. Yeah, no, you didn't. You threw me for a second because I didn't know what area you were going to. But I'm no. glad you brought that up because I watched that also. Right. And The Man in the High Castle um, uh, is streaming currently. Oh, I got to get my Amazon banner up. Is on Amazon Prime. What you know about that, Miriam? Go ahead and set it up. Tell us a little bit about so, it. who made it, uh, wrote it, the whole nine. It's uh, based on the novel by Philip K. Dick of the same name. Philip K. Dick, one of Probably, no, you know, he was the greatest uh, sci-fi writer. The greatest sci-fi writer ever. Blade Runner, uh, which was uh, Duandra's Dream of Electric Sheep was the name of the book. I mean, like, dude dude makes, he only made good, like, good sci-fi stories. They're amazing sci-fi stories, like Scanner Darkly. Uh, I mean, just, and they're always so short, but they're so poignant and really a reflection of the time that he made the, you know, wrote the books and talked about just Cold War politics and and Nazi Germany like taking over the world, which was what Man in the High Castle is sort of about. It's just really and so like yeah, let's talk about Man in the High Castle is basically what if the Germans invented the hydrogen bomb way before we were able to finish them off and they bomb Washington DC and then take over America. Basically it's a parallel universe that's what if you the know. Germans won. Yeah, exactly. And they sign a treaty with Japan, and they like they basically split North America between Japan because they don't want to fight them immediately. Yeah, 
but basically you the, can see some yeah, tension in the, yeah, uh, the in the on the television show the story is basically like hitler is dying and somebody else is clearly going to take over the reich and they're not going to be nearly as calm when it comes to japan and that's basically like a coming war and also americans would never sit by idly and let you know nazis take over so there's also like a resistance storyline of like the americans are fighting back what did you think of the television show, the the pilot? Because what Amazon well, does—I never read the book, so I can only tell you what I think about the show. Yeah. yeah. So what Amazon does for those of you who don't subscribe to the Amazon Prime membership, which gives you, um, you know, unlimited—it's like Netflix, an unlimited supply of streaming uh, and also different benefits when it comes to buying products. But they also do a pilot season where they release like four or five. different... So it's an original. It's an Amazon Prime yes, original. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. And they they test it to see how many people respond to it. So this is one that just came out a few days ago, and I watched it and I was uh, raving about it. Yeah. And I told Brandon. So I'm curious what your well, what your review is of the uh, Man in the High Castle. I mean, I've had good success like watching other. Amazon shows like Alpha House, which is like a political sort of comedy drama thing with John Goodman in it. And mm-hmm. I, that's on Amazon Prime, and I, I thought that was always really good. But uh, this was a whole different direction. This was way higher production value yeah. than that show was. Uh, and, I mean, I liked it. I don't really recognize any of the actors or actresses no. in it, but they're all really competent. And a lot of times when you see some new people, it takes a while for them to grow. But this pilot sort of had me hooked in the beginning. Hmm. And it sort of, it sort of focuses around... Uh, like these freedom fighter people, one on the uh, East Coast and one on the West Coast. West Coast owned by Japan, East Coast owned by Germany. And mm-hmm. so basically this uh, guy who uh, – this guy who was like his father was like uh, in the army during like the war and he's a proud – you know, whatever it would be to be called an American now. He's a proud rebel, I guess. And he basically wants to do something for – his country to get it back and so he's going to uh colorado and then this girl who lives in the east uh, the west coast who's also going to colorado and we're going to find out exactly why i guess next episode or something but yeah it's it's it's, it's very compelling just I, you know I'm, I'm hook line and sinker with me when it's a yeah. parallel universe or time travel movie even the worst ones i still you know i'm a sucker for them i i, I tune in every time so when yeah. i saw this and i'm a big fan of um uh Philip K. Dick uh, inspired films and television shows and stuff like that. Of course, he did Blade Runner, Total Recall. He did Minority Report, or at least you know they made his uh, stories into films. Yeah, uh, he did. Most of them are, all, are always like sort of on point, but like you know, they change some stuff. They change titles and everything. Yeah. So I mean, when when I've been wanting to get this book, I was going to purchase this book earlier at some point last year. Um, only to know that I would never read it. Uh, <laughs> I would purchase it and it would just sit there. But I did want to at least Looks make the effort the and buy it. Looks good on the shelf. Uh, so, you know, because I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued by just about I mean, if you go into my, in my Netflix queue, it's filled up with anything and everything that involves uh, Nazis. I, I just love looking at and finding out, like, what made these, these idiots tick. Their Ooh. uniforms. I got some, I got some comics uniforms. for you then, man. <laughs> And uh, and also their obsessions, you know, what everything they were yeah. obsessed with, I find that fascinating. Like uh, the art and stuff. Just yeah, yeah. all there. They were obsessed with the occult. They were obsessed yeah. with. Well, you know, you know what I you engineering. Know what I like? They yeah. were obsessed Science. with so many things in the show. Like I think the scene that I I really liked the most was when the uh, German ambassador to Japan was meeting with uh, the Japanese like uh, ministry people. 
because uh, they were like the I guess the uh, emperor's crown prince or whatever was gonna come and meet with uh, Hitler yeah. or something like that. And just they're talking to each other and they're just complete like disdain and disgust for each other's culture was like just as they were talking to each other and then they left and like immediately like the Germans were like these goddamn Japanese slant-eyed they're they're totally like uh, you know they have all these stupid superstitions and then and then the Japanese in the elevator are like these fucking Germans they they only know what's in front of them they don't know things they don't know anything about the things they can't see and it's just really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's it, it's a good watch. So if you do get a chance, definitely go to uh, uh, Amazon and seek it out. I suggest you watch it, Miriam Tazi, so we I can do that. Uh, know what your review is. I'm down for the season on that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch the whole season. I hope, I hope they pick it up. I definitely do because um, it's, uh, it's definitely something I want to be glued to the screen uh, about. Uh, and also we had, uh, what was it that came out? 12 Monkeys. Ooh, yeah. Is that out already? 12 did, Monkeys, first the episode TV is, show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it came out Friday. Oh, Shows it. every Friday I on sci-fi. Yeah. Another, another classic uh, nerd director, Terry Gilliam. That was you know his original project. And it's kind of funny that these things are happening because you had Hannibal and you had, uh, was it Fargo? And they're always like, when they make the TV shows out of these movies, they really take a very different take. And I think if they didn't, it wouldn't be nearly. It would be a lot more like uninteresting. You wouldn't want to watch it because you'd just be seeing the same thing. Except now, two hours is now turned into twelve hours. Mm-hmm. It's like that doesn't sound interesting. So like, you know, Twelve Monkeys is doing the same thing where they're sort of they're taking it a different direction, just like Fargo took it in a different direction when the TV show came out. And I like it a lot. I just I like time travel. I know Malcolm's a big time travel guy too. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, Twelve Monkeys, the first one starring Bruce Willis uh, and uh, uh, Madeline Stowe. And this was actually one of the first films that Brad Pitt was. I don't know if he got nominated, mm-hmm. but they were talking. This is when they started taking him. You know, More seriously. Oh yeah, from Pretty Boy to a yeah, serious. Yeah, because he didn't actor. look. He looked crazy. This was, Pretty Boy, in this yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> Louise yeah, was different. So, yeah. so, so it chronicles uh, uh, a time traveler who goes back in time to, of course, uh, figure out you know where we went wrong before the uh, you know end of days for humanity. Yep. And and the the the, the television show based off of the film, probably ba- what based off the book. Uh, of course, um, is it, it parallels that. So it's 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 a good watch. It's it's a very good watch, and I'm going to tune in every Friday uh, on Sci-Fi to uh, yeah. see what happens next. Uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for stuff. it. There, there's a new ti- teen uh, time travel movie that's coming out. I can't remember it. Uh, what's they've been uh, mm. previewing it, previewing it like crazy on. Uh, but you know it looks bad. But I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna it's for teens. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely Malcolm gonna tune will show into up. So I like those teens. I do too. Ew, hey, uh, Miriam, Watch aren't oh. you a teenager? Okay. Yeah, he said it in a creepy way, but you know, <laughs> I what, like what you those do? teens. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's right. uh, let me let me bow out then. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's, <laughs> good job, Brandon. That that was my bit. That was uh, King was, of the Nerds. It's actually with, uh, interesting nerdy stuff. Oh yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to prep you. I didn't you. tune S- out. I didn't tune out. Actually. thank you, Miriam. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to out. trying to prep him and make sure he's on. But we'll we'll get it more organized. <laughs> he for made people. sure I had some some. I, I mean, I threw a curveball there with the. Oh, I'm glad you did. High Castle, but you know, yeah. I thought you were going to go into like gaming or something uh, like that. Oh, you know, I, my, I, I sort of threw that under over. the bus. I was like, you know what? No, there's really nothing that I could talk about that anybody like. At least right now, well, I'm sure I could find something late, something later. There for are games. some things because, like, I, I think I talked about this on one in the last podcast or one of them. I don't know. My son has learned all the different layers of the earth through Minecraft, oh, and, oh, yeah. and then they. 
they're they they've got a scholarship now on gaming. So at some point, I wouldn't mind getting into that, seeing how could, serious and we where could this talk about go. Gamergate. I don't know if you ever heard about that. Yeah, That's no, the, okay, no, we'll, but we'll say that, that for another yeah. episode. Tarzan has retired to the jungle of nerds, <laughs> and he's got his legion he needs to prepare for. So we'll, Tarzan we'll, we'll of do the nerds that on uh, on another episode. So yeah, um, I got to wrap this up. Because yeah, I got I just saw the bat signal and I got to uh, you know go fight some crime in the streets, you know. But we got this, you know. We got a show under under the what I don't even know what the saying is. Under Sorry, the belt. people. Under the belt, yeah. Another notch on your. Sorry, bed guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, I've had a stressful day and uh, just running from uh, all over the Washington D.C. Northern Virginia area, trying to put out fires, and I have one more fire to put out. Uh, mm. Tonight, so I've got to, got to, I'm off. I got to put my cape on and uh, and uh, beat feet there. So uh, uh, thanks for tuning in, Brandon, my man. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for you're, showing you're up. Like the real Birdman, right here. I am. I'm like Michael Keaton. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> All I got to do is get out and get in my underwear. Yeah, Miriam like, yeah, Tazi might like that. Look at her. She's <laughs> looking at me mind. like I'm a piece. She's not even blushing. She's very serious about like it. Like, yeah, I, I got. I got to go though because that ain't gonna happen. Uh, Miriam Tazi, thanks for uh, you know sitting in. Yeah, we appreciate. We like you. Oh, thanks. I wish you settled a more. I don't we know. do. Every so you have a lot of fans out there. Greg Gilmore, and you know, we got all this feedback from the podcast. And, and he calls you know, me MT. Yeah, he's already you know, <laughs> broke it down like it can't be mm-hmm. broke. You know That's what I mean? Good. You're like RH. And Randy Holloway, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks uh, for, for for calling in, and, and definitely, you know, seek him out on uh, on Facebook. They do a lot of Facebooking, and um, Instagram also. I forgot what his Instagram was, right? Uh, but the the movie, The Next Generation, and I Ain't Singing, definitely uh, uh, look that up. It's on IMDb on Facebook. Uh, is other film Bianca who did this to you? Which I'm really curious about that one. That, so that sounds gonna, interesting. I think yeah, my interest, yeah. yeah, we are going to have to get him back on the program and uh, you know see what's what's going on up in the D. You know, you, you don't you didn't believe me? Huh? You thought I was making this up when I say the D? Did you, did you call Flint the F? No. <laughs> Flint, jokes. You know? Yeah, jokes. It's Flint. That's what's up. So I, I don't make this stuff up, people. You guys heard it here first on American Riddle. Mm. And as always, this is your boy Malcolm Riddle saying domino motherfucker. Follow me into a solo, get in the flow, and you can picture like a photo. Music makes mellow, maintains to make melodies for MCs, motivates to breaks them everlasting. I can go on for days and days with rhyme displays that engrave deep as x-rays. I can take a phrase that's rarely heard. Now it's a daily word. I can get iller than armor, kill and bomb, but no alarm. Rock him or remain calm. Self-esteem make me super superb and supreme. Before a microphone, still I fiend. This was a tape. I wasn't supposed to break. I was supposed to wait, but let's motivate. I wanna see him keep following and swallowing. Taking the minute, biting, falling. Rubbers try and others die to get the formula. But I'ma let you sweat, you still ain't warm. You a step away from frozen, stiff as if you're posing. Digging to my brain as the rhyme gets chosen. So follow me, or what you're thinking you were first. Let's travel at magnificent speeds around the universe. What could you say as the earth gets further and further away? Planets are small, the balls of clay are straying to the Milky Way. Worlds out of sight, far as the eye can see, not even a satellite. Now stop and turn around and look as you stand in the darkness. You're now just took. So keep staring soon, you suddenly see a star, you better follow it, cause it's the all. This is a lesson if you're guessing, if you're following, hurry, hurry, step right up and keep following the lead.